This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Say you want a revolution, well, you know, we all want to change the world. You tell me that it's evil. Welcome wow. back. A song. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a first in the studio. Barbara perked up. The I music coming into it. the intro, she's like, this is my song. I love it. This is exciting. Yeah. This is very exciting. It is a revolution. Yes, it is. It's a retail revolution, yeah, as it were. Absolutely. Yes. So you are listening if you're there. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Barbara Kahn, a professor of marketing here at Wharton. And with me here in the studio is my co-host, Professor Americus Reed. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to talk about retail. It's been a, sort of a concurrent theme that's been going on throughout the show today. Yeah, yeah. And- you know, this is Marketing Matters, Sirius yeah. XM, Business Radio Channel 111. We had a lot of articulate guests. Yes. And now it's just me and America. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's right. But we have something but exciting to talk we about. We have something very exciting to talk about. What are we going to talk about, Barbara? So I'm introducing a new book called The Shopping Revolution, and I'm very excited about this new Ladies book. Ladies and gentlemen, I hold in my hot little hands. <laughs> this book is called The Shopping Revolution. So it is. It's fantastic. <laughs> When's it coming out? It's coming out June 12th. June 12th, ladies and gentlemen, you have to pick up the book, The Shopping Revolution. The guru is here in the studio. <laughs> She's going to walk us. Th- I mean, this is unbelievable because you never get to actually just like talk to the smart individual yeah, right, who wrote the exactly. thing and just get the backstory and understand all of this wisdom. It's going to be fantastic, right? Yeah, well, I am very excited about this, literally very excited about this book because it's a it's a change. It's yeah. a disruption in retail. Totally disruption. You know, and yeah. trying to put a structure on it was something that I was trying to do here. Yes. How successful retailers win customers in an era of endless disruption. <laughs> right. I mean, not just disruption. Well, it's true. just coming. So yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, change or right. die, I mean, right? Maybe that was a poor choice of word. We're hoping it's not endless. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's certainly it's certainly imminent. We'll, we'll yeah, say yeah, it that maybe, way. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Now you tell me. The books, you know, it's like, already published. Sorry. <laughs> Should have had that proofread. But uh, there you anyway, go. <laughs> definitely about disruption. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, the genesis of the project and, you know, how, and then we'll jump into some of the, the, the critical things and sort of the, the preliminary ideas and talk. We're going to go chat. Ladies and gentlemen. We are going to go chapter by chapter, dropping the knowledge from Professor Khan. <laughs> I mean, this is unbelievable. It's exciting. How, how did how did this the idea come up? I mean, I know you have retail interests and you've been studying this for a very long time. Though. Yeah, no, it is an interesting thing. So I just recently stepped down as the uh, director of the Baker Center, uh, and I had spent the last six and a half years talking to people just as a day-to-day job. You know, that's what I was doing, directing. The retail center tries to connect academics and industry and think about new retail in, um, issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the center, we had traditional retailers like the CEO of Macy's and Saks and all the traditional ones, the big players, billion dollar business. And we also had the digital newcomers like Warby, our mm. favorite, and <laughs> Bonobos and yes. everybody else on that Rent the Runways we just recently discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had these pretty regular conversations with these people and then I also would read the trade journals all the time just to see what's going on. And when I stepped down, um, actually the, the editor, the publisher of Wharton Digital Press called me up and said, would you like to write a book? And I went, oh, what? Right. And he said, you know, it's kind of an interesting time in retail and you've totally. just been in that situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can, um, you can write a book about it. And, you know, mm-hmm. going back to what we talked to Daniel, the academic that we talked to in our middle show, mm-hmm. one of the things, again, this plug, everybody should be a marketing professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
of the things we get to do, which industry people don't get to do as much, is we get to take a few months off to think. Yes. You know, and yes. I could say, okay, can I come up with some organizing framework or some insight to this? Because I've had this day-to-day reaction, and mm-hmm. now I can just kind of think big picture and see if I can organize it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what academics can add to the dialogue, uh, mm-hmm. that we think in terms of frameworks and we think in terms of um, how can I put all these little pieces together. And so that was kind of the reason I started writing Interesting. it. So you had all of this knowledge just basically accumulated and percolating in your mind. He's like, I'm just going to share it. Right. And put it, in, put it into a structure I try to format. organize it. And yeah. the interesting thing nice. about it, the way I tell that story is it was not like I was planning on writing this book. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I kept a diary mm. or like oh, purposely did this. Uh-huh. You know, I just kind of lived it. Uh-huh. But I always lived it a little bit from the outside mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't in the industry. But I was talking really regularly to people. And mm-hmm. at the same time, this was a very interesting time to be in, you know, in this area because the, the as anybody who's a shopper knows, it's mm-hmm. radically different shopping today. Amazon, mm-hmm. particularly Amazon, there are a lot of other trends, but Amazon in particular has transformed retailing, I would think. Do you? Uh, oh, it's, it's totally different. I mean, my, my shopping behaviors and patterns are totally different now. And I just, I'm just, you know, very fascinated by this whole process of how retail has to change to attract people to basically come out and do stuff as opposed to just sitting in front of your computer and you know, living your life in a very easy and efficient manner. Yeah, so, you know, you think about it. We've talked about some of these trends even today on the show that's changed. Amazon is a huge trend, and everybody's aware that Amazon's changed things. Mm -hmm. But there are other trends that have kind of happened in there. Uh, First of all, the whole omni-channel idea, Mm -hmm. the idea... the cell phone is a place to, you know, the mobile phone is a place to shop. That's relatively new in the last mm-hmm. 10 years. Mm-hmm. And the idea that you can shop online on your phone in the physical store mm-hmm. is a pretty new idea. And the idea also that all of that generates data and that data can all be concatenated mm. and integrated together and create what we're now calling big data. Big data. And then Mm -hmm. that big data can be analyzed, which is a very big thing we talk about here at Wharton. We prioritize analytics on all of this stuff. Right, right. And that changes shopping behavior. So that's a very different way of doing things, figuring out people from what people want to buy from the data. That's mm-hmm. a new idea, too. Mm-hmm. Then we have, which we've talked about lots of times, the digitally native consumer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I Gen am a digital Z. immigrant, so <laughs> I don't know how this on button works. You know, yeah. I have the little USB and you have to like rotate it six times before you get it to fit in. <laughs> I don't, it's, you know what I mean? It should, it should only happen twice, yeah. but somehow it has to do it four or five times before exactly. you. I don't understand. So like these yeah. new shoppers, they're totally shopping different. differently. Very much And so. then we know also that there's vertical brands. And yeah. we were just talking to our last, you know, the Mia Tango woman who started yeah. out in direct marketing. Yeah. The idea that a brand can start online and go directly to the end user. Yes. Also all the social media that she was talking about. All of those trends mm-hmm. are radically changing shopping. And, and you can't just blink at them. It's really, you know, a paradigm shift. It's I a paradigm. And in fact, you call it the retail apocalypse. <laughs> wow. Well, it's apocalypse. <laughs> what do you, how do you feel about that? That sounds, uh, <laughs> that sounds scary you know so that's the other thing the other yeah. we had too many physical stores yeah and yeah. in 2016 2017 even 2018 yeah. all these sto- toys R us are gone circuit city's yeah. gone borders is gone yeah. radio shack is gone radio shack Claire's wow. is gone yeah. you know it's just and then even the ones that are still here are shutting down closed well we talk we talk about malls as a b and c malls the uh-huh. b and c malls are closing down mm-hmm. you know so we it, the phys- that's what people mean by this retail apocalypse that this our physical stores going away. They're going away. 
but you don't really think they're going away, right? But just some of them are closing, and then the ones that are there, they're going to have to transform. Gotcha. That's kind of. But that's no easy thing to do, right? No, for the legacy retailers, it's difficult. And there's a big news article. Some of you might have seen yesterday. The CEO of J.C. Penney just stepped down, and Mm -hmm. he joined Lowe's. Lowe's. I saw this. Yeah, Yeah. he had a background from in uh, Home Depot, so going back Uh, to Lowe's wasn't that unusual. But it. Didn't bode that well for J.C. Penney. The, the you know the stock went down and <laughs> people were a little bit worried. Can these stores? Can they come back? Yes. You know what's going to happen? Yes. Um, and that's kind of just looking at all that and trying to put structure on that. That was kind of the the point of the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's fantastic. Right? I have to read this. I love this. I was reading the front cover. Stuart, <laughs> Stuart Weitzman, who is a uh, a friend of the school, right. and uh, this is what he says about your book. Can I read this? Oh, sure. Yes. A masterful storyteller. Barbara, <laughs> masterful. Barbara Khan expertly unpacks the strategies of today's seemingly unbeatable retailers in the process. She shares their success and failures and offers easy-to-implement takeaways. The shopping revolution <laughs> is an indispensable guide for anyone who has a product to sell in the retail world. This is Stuart Weitzman yeah. talking about you. That was really That's pretty fantastic. Nice. You know, and we had Stuart on the show. That's fantastic. Talk about an expert storyteller. That was uh, Stuart Weitzman, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you have to buy the book. This yeah. is absolutely incredible. <laughs> Unbelievable. God, you should be my salesperson. In addition hey, to my editor. You just got to pay me twice as much as you did last year. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> but take us through take us through some of these critical points that kind of the central thesis of the book is say look retail has to change here's how it's going to change and we have something here that's very important called the con matrix <laughs> this is your last chance after this there is no turning back you take the blue pill the story ends you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe you take the red pill you stay in wonderland and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Oh, my God. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> yeah, that's great. And your advice is that, listen, you got to be like Neo, and you have to take this red pill, and you have to go down that rabbit hole and figure out how you're going to change, right? I and didn't realize con- that you was this? my advice, but that, it absolutely is. On the cutting edge of knowledge and wisdom and popular culture, as it were. Unbelievable. Tell us about the con matrix. This is fantastic. You know, it is interesting. One of the things, this is the big insight I had, and Mm -hmm. you'll appreciate this. So I'm looking at this. Remember, here's the story. I have all this information, but Mm -hmm. I got to put some structure on it. Mm -hmm. And then I remember that I'm a marketing professor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that helped. And with the first principle of marketing is the principle of customer value. Mm -hmm. Now, what was interesting about that is when I was trying to look for this framework, I went back to all the old retail books and our Marketing 101 books to see how retail was categorized. Mm-hmm. And you know what? what? There was no principle of customer value in any of the old retail matrices. Because if you talked about retailing, what people talked about was the product mm-hmm. and operations. Oh, interesting. So people will talk about, like, for example, Mickey Drexler is called the Merchant Prince. He was a genius at design and product. Mm-hmm. He was the one, uh, most recently about around J. Crew, but before that, he's the big name behind Gap. And mm-hmm. he was the one people just, th- and the reason they thought he was a genius mm-hmm. was because he knew how to merchandise. He knew how to develop product. He knew how to develop assortment. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of retailers will talk about the most critical job in retailing is the CMO, chief merchandising oh, officer. Okay. So it was about product. And the other part about retail is operations, operations. Delivery, delivery, inventory, mm-hmm. co- you know, costs, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Really big. So people were talking about product and operation. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, hmm. 
Where's the customer? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Uh, uh-huh. So that's my co- my matrix has four quadrants. Okay. The two columns. One is the product, which has always been there. Okay. And then the other is what the customer experience is. Because okay. if you think about oh. what do, what's the principle of customer value in retailing? Mm-hmm. Customers want to buy something they like from mm-hmm. someone they trust. Mm-hmm. And what's really new about my matrix is the column on the customer. Okay. And that that's. Amazing to me. Yes. That, that I yes. get to invent, put the customer <laughs> into retailing, yes. you know? Right. I mean, it's, it's kind of, wow. Right. You know? And it's perfect because these customers have so many options of, of where they can take their time, their effort, their money, and minimize and satisfy and be efficient that if they're not, if they don't become center stage, you're missing an opportunity. Right. That's your and, point. So and, you let me pull them back in. Right. And by the way, that's the genius of Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. uh, because he, what's his motto? His motto is I'm maniacally focused on the customer. Mm-hmm. And who would have thunk? No other retailer thought about that. Yes. You know, I mean that yes. that was his brilliant idea, yes. and he says it right out there. I'm maniacally focused on the customer, yes. and that was true. Nobody was looking at that. Interesting. Which is again amazing. So that's the columns okay. of my. So the, col- the columns of the matrix are the product, right, and the, and customer. the customer experience, the mm-hmm. product benefits, and the customer experience. Product benefits and the customer experience. Okay. Right. And then the two rows mm-hmm. are on the principle of which is the second principle of marketing, which is the principle of differential. Advantage. Okay. I got to do it better than the competition. Okay. So the the big idea is if if a customer is making the decision and they see one retailer is better than the other, guess what they're going to do? Mm-hmm. They're going to go to the better retailer. Right. Why are they going to go to the retailer that's just okay mm-hmm. when they have a choice of better? Mm-hmm. So my two rows are: how do you make it better? Okay. One way you make it better is you make it more fun, increase okay. pleasure, and okay. the other way you make it better is to reduce pain. Okay. And if we want to figure out. Then I have four quadrants. Yes. And that's the con matrix. Wow. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's it. that's it. Yes. And it's it's really, you know, so here's the four matrix. Let's start out with the product increased benefit. Okay. That's about brand. Okay. We can talk about luxury brands, the vertical brands, Warby Parker brands, mm-hmm. you know, Nike. We can still talk about Nike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is the quadrant of product benefit, pleasure, and fun. Right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Because the brand is something that you really care about. Yeah. Then the customer experience pleasure and this is when I'm going to talk about the high touch um, quadrant. So it's, you know, Italy or Sephora or something where you want to go into the physical store uh, to have a pleasurable customer yep. experience. Yep. That's the top row. Yep. The bottom row is reduced pain. Mm-hmm. So what's the pain point with product? Price. Price. So all the low price um, retailers oh, are there. Walmart, Costco. TJ Maxx, Costco, all yep. of those. Mm-hmm. And then the one that's the brand new one mm-hmm. is the Reduce the pain of the customer experience, and that is what Amazon did. Uh, make it easy, make it convenient, yeah. and they leverage a whole lot of data to make it easy. And So that's my matrix. Those yeah. are the four boxes. Wow. And again, what's super new about it is that customer experience yes. um, column. Yes. And you're seeing really new, innovative retailers increasing customer experience in a very new way, like mm-hmm. Sephora or Italy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or what Amazon's done, reduce the pain on, on in the customer experience. Get yeah. rid of all the pain points, which is, I don't want to wait online. You know, I yeah. want to just walk out. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, I want right, right, one-click right. shopping or right. any of those kinds of things. That's right. what they did. So that's my matrix. But I also wanted to do something that was more strategic. Okay. So the idea here is if you think about 
this matrix with the origin in the center, and you mm-hmm. kind of drew draw axes out okay. from each one of in, in each one of the four directions. Gotcha. You can kind of plot where you are okay. in delivering value on each one of these quadrants. Okay. And what I would argue is, in order to not be shaken out in this market. Mm-hmm. You got to be good enough at everything. Oh, really? So you look at Toys R Us and they go, that wasn't that great a shot. Yes, right. Ah, it was the waiting online forever. That's not so fun. Right. Finding this product, you know, the brands they have there, the prices weren't so good. I could get them cheaper at Walmart. Right. You know, so they weren't they doing were, they good were... enough on anything. Gotcha. So anything gotcha. that's not good enough on Every one of these quadrants, they're going to kick, get kicked. Oh, out. interesting! So you literally the 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 the, the con matrix, con matrix. <laughs> I love just saying that it just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. But you, this literally says this is you have to be hitting on these dimensions. You have to you be have good, to be good, good at, enough at everything. Wow. And by the way, what it's good enough is constantly ratcheted up. Yes, because everybody's expectations is getting raised and raised and raised as better retailers are making the experience better. Gotcha. So just being good enough is kind of hard to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Macy's is trying to pay, play catch up on. All all of that mm-hmm. on their online experience okay. and improving their customer experience, mm-hmm. improving their products, etc. Because they were fine before, but now expectations are higher. Mm-hmm. And if they want to stay in the game, they're going to have to raise you know, up to that level in all those quadrants. But what I would argue is the real retail leaders uh-huh. pick one leadership strategy that they're the best at. Mm-hmm. And then they leverage that strategy to be the best at a second thing. Oh. And I call that the two-quadrant strategy. <laughs> And so, the two quadrants, yeah. ra- uh-huh. okay. and that was my big insight. I did not have this hypothesis going in. Okay, but when I looked at who the winners were, I saw they were leading in my matrix on more than one. So Amazon, Amazon, the best at convenience, yes. but it's also low price. Yes, right? it's a good yes. low price. Yes, look at Walmart. Walmart was operationally excellent for the longest time. Still is very low price retailer, but it's not enough anymore. Mm-hmm. Now they bought Jet.com because they have to deliver an easy, frictionless thing. Gotcha. So they're moving to that second. Gotcha. If you look at the Warby Parker, they're uh-huh. a great brand, mm-hmm. but what else are they? Low price. Low price. Right? Oh, so it's more than one oh, thing. Yeah. You look at Costco. How is Costco competing with Walmart and Amazon? Mm-hmm. And I'd argue they are low price. That's great. But it's also a fun store experience. Mm, interesting. So it goes yeah. into that customer experience. So yeah. that was the other big insight that I had, that it was these two quadrants. Gotcha. And so to, to retailers out there have to basically take this analysis framework and try to figure out where their deficits and where can they actually improve. Right. Now, you know, the thing is, is, and Americas, maybe you know this also, we as marketers, we're really good at asking questions. Yes. Not so good at all the answers, yes, right? Yes, yes, So I can map the success ones, uh-huh. and I can say, you're going to have to lit work in this world. Gotcha. But then I can't tell you as a retailer which two quadrants you should be in necessarily. Gotcha. You gotcha. know, like mm-hmm. I can say, you should look right. at that. Measure and see how you are comparing right. to your competition. Are you right. good enough in everything? Right. First of all, if you're not, you better get up to speed because what are you doing? Right. You know, so <laughs> like that's what Macy's is. Let's look at Macy's. Okay. But then- if you know, I could I could formulate an opinion, but I don't have this in 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 my book right now. Now I say, okay, Macy's get up to speed on all four of the quadrants, which I think they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're trying to increase their friction, you know, their online business. Mm-hmm. They're adjusting their prices if it needs to be. They're mm-hmm. dealing with their merchandise product assortment, and okay. they're definitely trying to improve their in store in store experience. Right? Okay. So they're doing all of that. Okay. But now, if I said I need you to have a two quadrant leadership strategy, mm. where are you going to be the best at, mm. and then what should be your second? Mm. You know, I can formulate ideas, mm-hmm. but 
that's what the retailers have to decide for themselves. Gotcha. And how are they going to differentiate on that? Okay. And that's, that's going to be what the second book is about. <laughs> <laughs> well, Books <laughs> That's interesting, right? That's interesting. You know, so it's kind of fun to plot where you are on these matrix, and then let's think what should happen. Like, so this guy just went to Lowe's. What mm-hmm. should Lowe's do? You mm-hmm. know, to compete against the Amazon of the world. So, right. You know, what 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 are the right strategies? Right. Right. Um, and what I found in my book is I can outline because I know which ones were doing well in terms of sales and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which are the retailers that I want to take a look at because they're doing some really cool things. Gotcha. So it's like Amazon's doing interesting stuff, Walmart's doing, Target's doing interesting stuff, Target. Costco. Mm-hmm. What's Target doing? Well, you know, Target has invested in uh, inner city stores. You know, oh, they used to have these big boxes in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. They've made smaller footprints okay. and they went in the store oh, in the cities. They went close to campuses. You know, they oh, went into a new market. Uh-huh. They've always been cool on design, you yeah. know, but they kind of let that lapse a little. Uh-huh. So they've upped that a little bit more and they've introduced a lot of cool new private brands. And they've also really tried to build up their frictionless online business. They've oh, made some acquisitions. They've made some interesting partnerships to try to up their – in fact, I just saw today they announced Target was saying the traffic to Target, it's, the strategy's working. It's, okay. There's more traffic, traffic coming. Wow. But because they've made such big investments, their profits aren't. Are you know are, okay. are squeezed a little because yep. they've invested, but yep. they've invested for the long term. Right, so that's kind of the idea. Yeah, and there are a lot of like super hardcore Target loyalists out there. Oh my god, right? yeah, like crazy. Like it's you're just like, surprising. what's going on? There? Yeah, yeah, I was in New York and a little boy was saying to my, my I said, little boy, what's he talking about? He was like excited because there's going to be a Target. Yeah. It's like what? Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. Go play baseball. Like, yes. What are you doing shopping? This you is know? true. Like, that's totally like, true. That's yeah, totally it was true. Just kind of interesting. Yeah, that's cool. It's funny because my my seven year old uh, Zora Fabiana Reed, you know, when I give her the option, you know, do you want to go to the park? No, I don't want to go to the park. Do you want to go get ice cream? No. What do you want to do? I want to go to Target. Really? She says she's that, that way. She's too? Target loyal. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. So you know, the retail's certainly not dead. You yeah. know, the physical store still got excitement. Yeah. We're still human beings. That but want what to are shop? some other things that they can do inside the store to make it, you know, to create something that you just can't get? Well, you know, know, we can talk about this on another show. Okay. uh, But this idea of customer experience is an interesting kind of idea. Like, I would argue that TJ Maxx customer experience is a treasure hunt. You know, it's a lot of people. And we can talk about how they do that on another show. A lot of people think about customer experience, serve coffee. You know, know, give them donuts, (laughs) give them some food. That's not what we're talking about. You're talking about something that people, you know, Zora really wants to go to Target. Like, why does she like Target? What's fun about it? Yes. You know, it's the design. It's yes. sensuous. It's like she doesn't know what she's going to find there necessarily. Yes. Yes. The colors, the style. Yes. You know, she's kind of a yes. sassy, classy she is a little sa- girl. Is she, well, so. yes, thank you. She's my favorite headache. Yes, yeah. she's sassy and classy. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting, your point about what is the story about the experience. Yeah, right. That's fascinating. So that we can look we'll at another time, you yeah. know, some of those other things. Very, but very anyway, cool. I'm very excited about my book. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Ladies and germs, you have to pick this up. The Shopping Revolution, How Successful Retailers Win Customers in an era of endless disruption. When's it hitting? It's going to come out June 12th. June 12th. So Super excited. Yeah, yeah we will remind our listeners. This is fantastic. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.